1: 6:30, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on 6:30, Chad.
2: In over the line, Hyman. His shot, save, rebound. Nugent
3: Hopkins scores. Ryan Nugent Hopkins right on the doorstep. It's a shorthanded goal, and the Oilers are up
2: four three. And the Oilers would win five three, the come from ahead victory. The Oilers all over the Capitals early, three goals in the first five zero seven to lead it three nothing. But the Capitals came back, one in the first, one in the second, one early in the third. It was three three, but then Nuge gets the game winner and an empty netter to put it away. Here he is.
4: Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like you said, great start, putting lots on that and bearing down around there. But uh, they kind of just slowly built their way back into the game. And uh, Miko held strong for us. And um, we found a way to win. So obviously, that's the important thing. But uh, we got to get comfortable in those situations and be able to close teams out.
5: You and Zach have been an effective penalty kill grouping so far for this club this season. Uh, Maybe take us through the mentality of what you guys wanted to, um, of course, kill the penalty. But did you guys maybe say to yourselves, if we have a chance, you got
4: to take it. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's kind of been like that all year. We Obviously, you, you, uh, you defend first and um, don't give anything up uh, easy, but... At the same time, you get a chance to go. I mean, uh, you got to try to take advantage. Usually it's just one guy up top, so you can get some two-on-ones and uh, at at least just control the puck. Uh, It's good even if nothing comes out of it. uh, You kill some time and uh, maybe you get the puck back and you kill a little bit more time. So uh, we kind of have that mentality where if uh, we see some daylight, we'll try to take it. And uh, he just made a great play, super strong on the puck uh, every night and uh, made a great play to just kind of give me that tap in there.
5: One more for me. Um, not a pretty win by any means, but are these the type of wins that you can maybe look back on in the future? facing times adversity, saying we pulled out of that one. It kind of instills the belief tank a little bit.
4: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you got to find a way to win games, and um, we found ways early in the season to win, and then we found ways um, in that tough stretch to lose. And uh, you got to find ways to win in this league. It's it's never an easy night, and. I mean, uh, we put ourselves obviously in a good position early in the game, and it's not like uh, we just stopped playing. They just had a push, and uh, and they fought their way back in the game. But um, we stuck with it as much as we could, and uh, found a way to get it done. When
5: it's three three and they tie it up early in the third, what's the message or what's the conversation like on the
4: bench? I mean, you just got to keep pushing. You got to stick with it, and um, obviously, we want to to have a little bit of a push. And I, I thought we. Did a pretty good job of that after they uh, put that third one in and uh, started to push back a little bit, started to get some uh, some looks again and put some more pucks on net. But uh, I mean that's uh, that's a good group over there, so uh, we know that they're gonna they're not gonna give up easy. And um, uh, like I said, I mean we just stuck uh, stuck around tonight and uh, got it done. But uh, obviously you can get a little more comfortable in uh, in those situations when we get up a goal or two.
6: Picked up their intensity maybe after the start, Do so you feel like you guys held up well against that. The way they were playing
4: play Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, they're they're a good team and uh, uh, experienced team, older team, and uh, been here before. I mean, it's not the first time that group's been uh, down a couple goals early in game. So uh, we we expected uh, a pushback, especially in their own building, and uh, and that's what we that's what they did. But uh, yeah, I mean, we gotta we gotta get used to that. Teams aren't gonna just roll over and. Uh, It's competitive every night, whether you're up a goal or four goals. I mean, teams are going to keep coming. So uh, we did a pretty good job sticking with it and uh, having our own little pushback there at the end.
2: Thanks. All right, that is Ryan Nugent-Hopkins. He's the first
4: star of the game.
2: He has two goals and an assist as the Oilers get the win, 5-3 in Washington. Entertaining game, feisty game at times. A lot to talk about. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reid Wilkins in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. And, and Rob, you and I have a lot of points we want to get to, but I, I think we got to start here. Uh, the Washington Capitals power play came into this game 15.7%, 28th in the National Hockey League. Tonight it goes 0 for 3 without a shot and allows the game-winning shorthanded goal against. It was, quite frankly, an abomination.
7: It, it was. And, I mean, just watching it, they don't move the puck. I mean, the the one, the one last part, Blake kanetsov had the puck on the boards for 15, 20 seconds, and he was just skating back and forth not tiring out the killers and the killers get to stay ex- in their positioning. They don't have to worry about guys sneaking anywhere because the puck wasn't being moved. And then you just saw a, t- a power play without confidence. And we've seen when the Oilers power play is full of confidence, how well they move the puck around and-, and taking it to the net and creating opportunities. And we've seen where the Oilers have struggled a little bit with their confidence and they're a little hesitant. Well, uh, Washington capitals were completely hesitant and a penalty killing unit realizes that so when you're killing against a very confident group you're much more passive because you know that they're whipping it around and their execution is great when you play against a power play that is uh lacking confidence you become more aggressive because they're hesitant they're they're clutching their sticks the pucks are bobbling on their sticks they're taking that extra second to think of where they want to move the puck and that allows the penalty killers to get their sticks in the lane to poke sticks off to get the jump. And that's what we saw in the shorthanded goal. Both Hyman and Nugent Hopkins, they were being aggressive and they were attacking as soon as they can. And as soon as they got the puck, they're going north. They're not thinking about icing the puck. And and it worked out. And what you loved about that shorthanded goal read is, it it, it sounds silly, but it takes energy and it takes work to stop on the net. The easy play is to let your momentum take you past the net. And if you watch Evgeny Koneczak, he was the back checker, he just skated right past the net, the, the puck hit him in the stick, and he just kept on going. Nugent Hopkins and Hyman both stopped on the net, and that allowed them to shorthand, score the shorthanded goal. That's work, and that's what you love about that penalty-killing unit. It worked hard enough in that third period to win them a hockey
2: game. 5-3, the Oilers take it. Once again, back to Washington. Here's head coach Dave Tippett.
1: Well, we got off to a great start, and they battled back, and then we got a huge penalty quill, kill uh, at the end, and... And uh, Nugent Hopkins and Hyman found a goal for us. Nugent found a couple with the empty netter, so uh, we hung on to one to win.
5: That pairing, that forward pairing, Nugent Hopkins and Hyman on the PK, seemed like they've done some tremendous work. Yeah this year. Nice to see them getting rewarded on the
1: PK game. Very much so, yeah. Our PK has struggled a little bit, and it's uh, by no coincidence that those two guys were out for a while. So uh, they've come back and really kind of settled things down for us, and tonight got a huge goal for us along with the Kills. You talk about the
5: respect that Lucian Hopkins has in that room. Not only is his long of tenure, or the gear, but it seems like whenever anybody talks
1: about him, it's a yeah. He's a quiet guy, but he, uh, he speaks volumes with his play, you know, and comes up and i will say from a coaching standpoint you looked on the bench you're looking for somebody to get a certain job done and he usually fits the criteria no matter what you're looking for so him and hyman have been real good together and it uh, um you know you look at the the trip we had five out of six points Nuch had three goals on the trip he's he's back and he's, he's coming around he's really playing well he talked
5: about the, the trip not only the trip the last five games as the whole going into the all-star break going
1: one oh, and one we finding some traction. How good is yeah.
5: that? As opposed to maybe dropping
1: this game and the NBA? Well, we we struggled for a while, and now we finally we feel like we got all our players back, and we've uh, you know Schmidtia'll be back right after the trip here, so uh, we got things turned around. We're finding enough goals to win, and uh, Koskinen has played real solid for us in these five games. So we feel like we're back going the right direction. Take a little rest now and come back, and our schedule gets really hectic in February here, so. We'll need everybody to to make sure that we're ready. And uh, it, I mean, it's only half the season, but it feels like the stretch run already. So that's what we're going to gear up for.
6: Was the start really important for you to jump on you team, playing second game of back to back? Obviously,
1: you went really well for you. You always say that, you know. You, you got to jump out there and and see if you can get a jump on and make them chase the game. You know. Now that being said, they they continue to play hard after they made the goalie change, and um, but we we're fortunate we found a way to win. Did in
6: comp really change
1: the momentum? Well, it's hard to say. I don't know if one player changed the momentum. I don't think we got near as much action on on the second goaltender as we did on the first, you know, uh, the quality of shots. But when you get up you get up 3 nothing on the road, you're trying to push, and, and they're playing like they – they play loose. They got there's nothing to nothing to lose or nothing to leave in the bag. Here. They got a break. They're just playing loose, and if they can find a couple goals and get themselves back in it, good for them. Kane got another goal tonight. Yeah. How have you
5: seen him progress in this third game?
1: He's got better each game. You know he hasn't played much this year, so he came in first game. There just lots of. You know it's hard that first game coming in, but last game he was he was uh, a little better, and then tonight better again. So he's a solid player. Like does a lot of things well, finds ways to, to capitalize on some some chances around the net. Both his goals have been on deflection, but he's a big guy in front of the net, and he gets rewarded to go there. So um, so far, really uh, really pleased with what we're seeing.
5: Dave, you talked about the halfway point. How do you assess the first half of the season as
1: a whole? I think we mentioned it the other day. There's, it's like two halves of the first half. You know, we we came out of the gate really strong, and then uh, December and part of January struggled with between COVID and injuries, and uh, just couldn't find any traction. Now we seem like we we got players back, and we're moving the right direction. Okay.
2: Thanks, All right, that is uh, Dave Tippett there. A lot of love for Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's the first star tonight, got the game winner shorthanded with 4:03 left in the third period after Tyson Berry had lost the puck at the offensive blue line and hooked Carl Hagelin. The Capitals still got a three-on-one out of the play, and Justin Schultz put a shot off the crossbar. So, yeah, entertaining game as the Oilers are now 5-0-1 in their last six, and they are 23-13. Ah, uh, pardon me. Twenty three, sixteen, and three forty two games into the season. All star break, back at it on Tuesday. Well, and again, Rob, so much to talk about tonight. You and I have discussed. Well, not just you and I, but it's been an ongoing uh, problem often for the Edmonton Oilers, not scoring first and not playing well in games. Well, today they got three goals in five oh seven. It's a good thing they did because they needed all of them in the end, but. I mean, they jumped on Montreal different story with the quality of the Canadians uh, this year. Another thing to go into Washington and able to get those goals early.
7: Yeah. The only bad thing, and it sounds silly is you get up that big a lead that early. There's just so much time left in a hockey game and the team you're playing against, there's still belief that they can come back. But whenever you fall behind like that, as Washington did tonight, you have to play perfect hockey the rest of the way. And they, they, they've battled back up back in the game, but they made the one mistake on the power play. And, the Oilers capitalized, but the Oilers came out strong. And this is, the Oilers have depth. And I th- when you have depth, and we've pl- the Oilers have played against teams that have rolled four lines, when it's one wave after another wave after a third wave after a fourth wave, and it just continues, it's hard to play against. Because it's uh, there's certain teams, that when, the Oilers, when the Oilers don't have their depth, okay, we got through the McDavid and the Dry Settles mm-hmm. line, now we got two lines where we can... Take a deep breath and we can start pushing back the other way. Well, when you have four lines, when your four lines deep and whenever you watch, just watch the Stanley Cup playoffs, the last two rounds, all those teams are four lines deep, then they can continue momentum going. So at the beginning of a hockey game, if your first line goes out there and has a good shift and then the second line builds on it, then the third line builds on it and the fourth line and there's no drop off. If you do get that one bounce or that one break and you score a goal, that next shift, that next line's going out there. They're trying to build on it. And that's what we're seeing uh, the last few games with this Oilers' depth that they have up front. When they have a good start, it doesn't wade. It doesn't wane away. It doesn't stop the third line, the fourth line come out, and they want to continue pushing, and they want to get ice time. And what you have on the third and fourth lines now are guys that are capable of playing minutes, are capable of keeping the momentum going in the right direction, and we've seen that.
2: So 5-3, the Oilers win. Now, the Capitals did fight back. Uh, Eller got a goal a couple minutes after the Oilers went up 3-0. I, I still thought it was overall quite a strong first period for Edmonton. It was not a strong second period for Edmonton. The Capitals dominated. Uh, Sheary got a goal with 10-44 left in the second. The Capitals had several great chances to tie it before that period even ended. How did they pull themselves back into, that, into the game and, and specifically dominate Edmonton to that extent in the second period?
7: Well, they're good. I mean, let's be honest. The Washington Capitals, even without some of their stars, Oshie and Ovechkin in the lineup, are still a very good hockey club. And there's belief. Uh, I said it when it happened when Bouchard threw the puck away in the first period and Ellers scored, the Capitals were back in it. Now you're only down two goals. Doesn't matter that you're down three nothing, you're down two goals with lots of time left. And they just kept pushing forward. Washington Capitals won a Stanley Cup. They've got some players on that team part of a cup-winning team. So they know what it's like. And as I believe as Nugent Hopkins talked about the fact that this team's been down before. It's not like they haven't seen this before. They know how to come back. And the Capitals pushed. And it doesn't matter how good a team you are. Tampa Bay Lightning last year, they're the two-time Stanley Cup champions. You go back through their playoffs, there were games against the Florida Panthers that they got dominated against. But it's how you absorb the punches and then counter punch back makes you a good hockey club and that's what washington did today and that's what the others are trying to become and tonight we saw that they absorbed the entire second period of the capitals they got some big saves from their goaltender got a couple good breaks where a puck that was should have gone in hit a defenseman's foot when he wasn't looking and then in the third period they punched back and that's what's gonna uh, if the others want to be a, a good playoff hockey club they're gonna have to be a team that can absorb some punches and then when it's their turn to throw the other way, they can do it.
2: Lots of uh, big hits in this game, uh, many of them against Oilers players. And uh, perhaps uh, Leon Dreisaitl might have gotten away with a little something <laughs> on Alexi Brodus <laughs> well, in the third period.
7: He, he's lucky. I mean, that that easily could have been called five minutes. It, yeah. it could. Uh, and it And it hurts. Every man that watched that tonight winced in pain as they saw the replay over and over again. Uh, so the others were fortunate on that one, but you're right. Washington's physical and teams that are going to play against Edmonton, whether it's the remainder of the season or come playoff time, they're going to be physical against the others. They know the others, how skilled they are. And they know that if they allow them to, to just get into a skating game, the others are going to beat them. So the Capitals were just trying to be physical and they were, uh, the Kane the took two huge hits. Kane's a big man. And for someone to toss him upside down into his own bench, that's a big hit. And as they said on the TV tonight, and I agree, that was the hardest I've seen Connor McDavid hit in the years that I've been doing the game ever since Connor's been here. I've never seen him hit in open ice that hard. And it's a weird one because the guy that hit him was the guy that had the puck. Hathaway was carrying the puck up and it was almost a defensive hit Like Hathaway. is like, Oh, here's Connor McDavid. And then he threw his shoulder down, but, uh, Connor McDavid absorbed that and got up, but that was a very, very heavy hit.
2: And McDavid did score tonight a power play goal and the power play update for Extreme Power Products, your full-line Kubota dealer with four locations, including their new Camrose location. Check out Extreme with the next powerproducts.com. And when we talked about the Caps going 0 for 3 on their power play, allowing a shorthanded goal, the Oilers only one power play opportunity tonight, and they early capitalized, not the type of goal they usually score, though, with the man advantage.
7: (laughs) Yeah, they're they're Capitals myth, missing Ovechkin. They're not the same type of team, are they? And that is not a good power play, Reid. That that might have been the worst power play we've seen all season against the Edmonton Oilers, and it cost them tonight as the Washington Capitals give up a shorthanded goal to the Oilers. But yeah, the Capitals were missing and, and their... the and
2: the, Oilers, and the Oilers goal the way it was set up. I mean, not not the way the Oilers usually score on the power play from where McDavid put that one in.
7: Oh, oh, oh God, no. Oh. Well, I, I don't. I don't think you practice that one either. I don't say, okay, we're going to give it to McDavid. We're going to have him skate behind the goal line. Uh, but as we talked between periods, read uh, great players find creative ways to put the puck in the net, and uh, he he saw that he had the goaltender's back facing him. And again, I, as I said before, not everybody's going to try that. Most of the time, the puck, the the game's going so fast in your head that you don't think to even try that. You just skate behind the net and go out the other side and try to create a play over there, but the play slows down for superstars, and he read it and and put it right in the right spot. I bet you if you asked him after the game for an honest assessment, did you hit exactly on that goalie where you wanted to, and he would say, yeah, probably within an inch or two. He knew exactly where to put the puck.
2: Okay, so the Oilers have a 3-0 lead. The Capitals tie it 3-3, and then Nuge scores twice, In the last four minutes and three seconds, the Oilers win 5-3. The Japanese Village goal light is on on 630Ched.com. We turn it on whenever Edmonton gets five or more in a game. Go ahead and print up a coupon for a free appetizer to Japanese Village featuring Japanese AS Wagyu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. we got more post-game reaction coming. Your calls as well on the CertainTeed hotline, 780-496-0063. CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, Insulation and sealing systems, certained pro all the way. This is Heartland Ford, overtime open line.
6: Shot wide of the net, comes right back in front. Oh, loose puck. Somehow
2: that stayed out. Stively had two chances, and one of them hit an oiler leg. Okay, well, the saves of the game, courtesy ReFace Magic, transform your kitchen with ease. See the magic at ReFaceMagic.ca. All in that sequence. That was in the final minute of the second period, Rob. Uh, it was one save by Miko Koskinen, really good pad save, and then another unknowing save by Darnell Nurse. I mean, that must have annoyed you when you played. Guy blocks your <laughs> shot, and he's not even facing you. And you had an open net well, otherwise.
7: Well, especially I believe the kid that shot it. He hasn't had a goal in the NHL yet. Correct. That would have been his first ever NHL goal. Uh, it, it is frustrating. You you all you don't you don't see the defenseman's legs. You just see a wide open net. And you, the goalie made the first save, but you get the puck back again. You're like, oh, here's another opportunity. And uh, it's funny, and I, I think that you mentioned after the period, but Darnell Nurse, it was like he snapped his head around. Like, someone just slashed me. Like, he was mad. Didn't realize it was the puck that hit him in the back of the leg. Uh, but it was a, a, a huge sequence for the Oilers. And I said it with Bob that if the Capitals had tied it up 3-3 then, I think it would have spelled uh, some... Disappointment and doom, possibly for the Oilers in this game, because the Capitals would have tied it up going into intermission. Felt great about themselves, but the Oilers survived that. And when the Oilers came out in the third period, they played much better. They got to reset. So even when that fluky goal went in against them, it didn't kill them. It didn't crush them because they were playing better. Had they tied up at the end of the second period, all momentum would have been on the Capitals' side, and I don't know if the Oilers could have reset. So that was a a big moment in the game and some big saves. And on a side note, Reid, I don't know if you're watching this. Canada yeah, we scored. just scored a freaky goal, a weird goal. The guy was laying on the ground, bounced off his head I think and bounced in the net. One nothing Canada in their uh quest to be in the World Cup.
2: Yeah, they they can there was there was a scenario four things needed to happen and they actually could have uh clinched tonight a World Cup spot. I mean, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of uh When, not, if, now. But Canada up 1-0 in El Salvador in the 67th minute. Hutchinson with the goal in the 66th minute as we check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. The Edmonton Oil Kings lead Medicine Hat 4-1 with five minutes left in the second period. The Calgary Flames 26 shots in the first period. That ties a team record as they lead Arizona 2-1 after the first. The Red Wings dump uh or pardon me the kings dump the red wings 5-3 no score after the first between chicago and Minnie. first ever shutout for the seattle kraken grubauer does it three nothing win against the islanders and of course right here on 630 shed edmonton 5 washington 3 we'll go to the certainty hotline and welcome greg to the show greg happy what day is it happy wednesday go ahead oh uh, happy any day when the others win right absolutely um
3: i actually have a question for you guys um and I'm just wondering if you guys know what the penalty kill percentage is now, um, not overall, but just since Nuge and Hyman have been back. Because I know we were what, like top five or top three, and then uh, we we're at like what 22nd now. So I'm just wondering since Nuge and Hyman have been back, what are our penalty kill percentage is.
2: Yeah, I can get it for you quickly. Or since they've both been back in the lineup, I
7: just got. Well, you're double. looking so at one the or the other.
2: I know they they didn't really come back at the same time, but like it it,
3: it I'm just curious just.
7: It's going to be much better. They are very, very good penalty killers. We've seen over the years Nuge how good he has been uh, in all the specialty teams for the Oilers, and and Hyman is. Uh, he's uh, Dave Tippett at the end of the or at the end of the game talked, and he was talking about and Hopkins, but I think he can put Z- Hyman in this as well. When you're looking down your bench for a person or a player to get you through a certain situation, I think those are the two players that you can look at that you would say, okay, in any situation we can put them out there and feel safe. And obviously, when they're penalty killing, uh, they are good at killing the penalty, but they also have the ability, as we saw tonight, to go the opposite direction and score a shorthanded goal.
2: They've, they've both played the last four games. The penalty kill is 8 for 10, so they've allowed two power play goals against and score shorthanded. So that's the that's what it is with both those guys back in the lineup. It should make a difference overall.
7: No, absolutely. They're They're very good penalty killers.
2: And that'll be our adjustment of the game for pro Drain text for peace of mind down the line. And I mean, obviously, they scored, but they did a good job. I mean, Nugent Hopkins anticipates plays well. he's he's sure with the puck to get it down the ice. And Hyman, like we've talked about, Rob, he's he is faster than I thought he would be. And mm-hmm. when he if he steals the puck, as he did on the shorthanded goal, if he gets it up high, you know, hash marks are higher defending. He's, he's looking to push it. Not, I mean, obviously, if he's under pressure, he'll slap it down the ice, but he skated it down the ice a few times tonight and tried to make something happen. I mean, they, they had sort of a partial uh, two-on-one shorthanded in the second period as
7: well. It, it's funny, when you, when you look at Hyman, he, he's a little faster than you thought. He, he's stronger than you thought. He's more creative than you would think. There's, he's made some really neat little plays where he, he cuts across or he cuts behind a player, uh his puck protection is as good as, you know, Leon and Connor, who are the two of the best in the National Hockey League. He does all those little things right. And and again, and I've said this before, and I reiterate it, if you've got a kid that's watching Edmonton Oilers hockey and you want to tell them to watch the game to emulate any player, don't tell them to emulate Leon or Connor because nobody can do that. But you can emulate the, the work ethic and the uh, type of dedication to little things that Zach Hyman does he does everything correctly and probably more so than anybody on the Edmonton Oilers in a long long time he's just that kind of player that's why it was such an important signing by the Edmonton Oilers and such a huge loss for the Toronto Maple Leafs because he's a glue player that when you watch him play you're like okay well he did it again I'm gonna have to go out and do, do that too because if Hyman can do it I should too he just does everything the proper way, and he's he's a prototypical perfect hockey player that you want as a leader on your team because he teaches you the right way to do things. I, I'm I'm watching this goal over and over, Rob uh, Atiba Hutchinson with the goal for oh,
2: Canada. I know. I, I mean, maybe people are seeing it on social media already. If you watch the highlights later, it was a sharp angle shot on a Canadian attack, and I can't tell if it hit the outside of the post or the El Salvador keeper. I think it hit it, the post first, and, and then, then it hit.
7: The defender. It hit the
2: keeper, and then they hit a defensive player, yep. and Hutchinson and then it hit, was falling down, and it hit his body as he's lying on the turf, like a yard well, out, but he's off to Hutchinson, the side, and it pinballed into the net.
7: Yeah, well, Hutchinson dove for the for the cross, and he for missed the header, it, right? Yeah, and he missed it, but he was laying on the ground, and the the ball came back out and hit him, and it it just one of those ones. It was spinning because it hit him, and then still spun the wrong direction. And the goalie had no idea and it bounced about a foot over the line and the goalie dove back but was too late. And Canada's been the better team in this game. They just haven't been able to score, but huge goal for Canada now. Yeah,
2: an absolute weird one. Five for the Oilers tonight. So James H. Brown and Associates, unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results, giving $500 to 630 Ched Santa's Anonymous. It's 100 bucks for every Oilers goal throughout the season, and the total now up to $14,200. The Oilers run their record to 23-16-3 on the year. We will welcome, oh, this is a nice treat, Chris from Phoenix on the show.
8: Chris, go ahead. What's up, boys? Uh, just want to congratulate Canada um, on uh, their quest to uh, make the World Cup. My team has already uh, earned a spot. Like I think, like two or three months ago, Serbia. So, uh, oh, nice, cool. to see, uh, nice, to, nice to see. Nice to see Canada doing pretty good. Uh, they got they got my goalie from uh, my favorite soccer team, Red Star Belgrade. They've got uh, that Milan Borjan guy. So he's he's been pretty good. Um, I've got a, a couple questions for Rob and uh, and a comment for Rob. Uh, I don't know if people have uh, have said thank you to you, but uh, thank you for for the insight that you provide uh, to the uh, post game show and to the to the show during the the games. It's 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 awesome hearing uh, your uh, interpretations and your uh, you know your input uh, being that you played in the NHL. So it's it's, it's awesome. Well, thank uh, you very much. The, I appreciate as, that. You're welcome, boss. And as far as the Oilers, it, this has been like a tale of two seasons uh, in, in in this first half of the year. Uh, the good thing about where we're at now, I think, is we're finding different ways to win, and we're not specifically just relying on the power play. So once the power play starts kicking into gear again, we should be, you know, finding better ways to, to, to win with, with that power play. So That's a good thing because we, we've, we've got to find ways, different ways to win if and when we make the playoffs. Uh, this game today that we played tonight, uh, we really miss Archibald he would have been just an amazing player to watch tonight playing against Washington because he would just have, have hit everything. And then uh, the questions that I have uh, for Rob is, is watching Bouchard. He's uh he's a rookie right now and uh, he's playing pretty good. He's making mistakes, but as a, as a former NHL player, do you still view him in the, uh, in the regards and the high, the high, uh, the ceiling that we've uh expected of him as a, as a top two defenseman in the nhl or what what are your views on uh bouchard and uh, i'll leave it at that
7: let's go Oilers. um good question i i think bouchard has high-end skill i think he's a he's a guy that can possibly one day you know be in the top three or four in the national hockey league for defensive scoring he's got that ability in the offensive zone, from the red line down in the offensive zone, he just makes smart plays. He puts the puck in the right areas. He, I mean, he's got a bomb of a shot. His his weakness is when he's under pressure defensively. Uh, he's prone to uh, a panic play, and we saw that tonight where he had a player come at him, and he just—it's a panic play. You just throw it, and you just—you can't do that in the National Hockey League, because if you're in your own zone and you don't know where that puck is going. Then you don't make that play. Uh, he's he he will be a top pairing defenseman, uh, but there are things that he still has to work on. Now, he's a young defenseman, and and I know from experience in junior, I was a very good offensive player. And when you're a really strong offensive player in junior, a lot of times you don't have to spend time in your own zone. You don't really find all the the little tricks and and plays defensively that make you better defensively because you never have to. So he's trying. He's probably learning these in the minors or in the National Hockey League, all the, the smart defensive type of plays or experiences and things like that. So he's going to get better with experience. I think he's trending in the right direction. And the biggest thing f- with, with Dave Tippett and the Oilers, they're allowing him to. When he made that mistake in the, in the first period tonight that allowed Washington to get back in the game, they didn't cut his ice time down. They knew that was a learning experience. Let's continue going forward because there's so many positives he still brings to the team.
2: All right, Oilers win 5-3. Uh, I was having a little bit of fun with set the line tonight. Derek Ryan had a point in three consecutive games, so I set the line at .5 for the points from Ryan tonight. I'm sure we had several U of A Golden Bears fans uh, text in the over, uh, but it was the under. He was held off the score sheet. So, Daniel... Gets a fifty dollar River Cree Resort and Casino gift card. Excitement! Bet on it. We set the line on every face-off show, and then give you the result here on overtime open line. We'll go back to the Certainteed Hotline. Sir Robert is standing by. Sir Robert, go ahead. Hey guys, how you doing? Quite well.
3: Well, I want to I start with uh, I want to start with uh, mentioning the a uh, shorthanded goal uh, by Nuge there. I like what uh, I like what Hyman did first of all. I like what Hyman did on the shot. He kept it low so that there would be a rebound and then he drove the net instead of turning away. I heard, I heard it heard it was mentioned on the TV by a uh, Louie there. That's my first point and obviously the power play it was nice to see uh it was nice to see the power play score a little little unorthodox banking it in and off the goalie. But that was, but that was good. I like the penalty kill tonight to hold hold a team like Washington, even though minus Ovechkin, 0 for 3, no shots. That's good. One final point on Koskinen. The only goal tonight I didn't like was that third one. Other than that, I thought he was good. It's nice to see uh, nice to see Koskinen bounce back to, a little bit with a, 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 a 4-0-1 run here. So it's, I'll, I'll leave it there.
2: Okay. Thanks, sir, Robert. We appreciate it. Yeah. Koskinen winds up stopping 24 out of 27. So his record on the season is now 16, eight and two for the, for the capitals. Their goaltending line is uh, sort of a, a funny one in this game. Ilya Samsonov started the game. He allowed three goals on four shots. Phoenix Copley went the rest of the way. He stopped 21 out of 22, but he takes the loss. Uh, because the game winner was scored on him and the empty net did not make a save.
0: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
2: One for one. The Oilers were shooting against the empty net. 5-3, the Oilers win. We've got a couple more calls coming up. We're going to try to hear from Zach Hyman as well. This is Heartland Ford, Overtime Open Line.
3: The puck to Drysaddle. Skates into the cap's end. Right side to CC, Back to Drysaddle.
1: Scores!
3: Leon Drysaddle it over
2: the arm of Sam Sonoff and the Oilers take an early one nothing lead. Well that was almost uh, three and a half hours ago. Leon Dreisaitl scoring 90 minutes into the game as the Oilers scored thrice in the 1st oh seven. The Caps would finally tie it early in the third but Nugent Hopkins shorthanded and then into an empty net. Oilers win 5-3. Also the uh, Olympics start Tonight, the Canadian uh, the women's hockey tournament already starting. The Canadian women are going to be taking on Switzerland. That game starts in about half an hour. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is the Certainteed Hotline. Darren has given us a ring tonight. Darren, go ahead. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Nice to hear from you. You as well. Um, I just wanted to, the
6: last tech or the last caller kind of mentioned it a little bit, but um, I want to say we're in the middle of one of those. Uh, Koskinen runs that we've seen before where he can play really good for a certain amount of time. Um, I thought heard some kind of screaming before the game from different outlets about, oh, they should be giving this start to Skinner. The way I see it is the last whatever, five or six games Koskinen played, he's given the team a chance to win every single night. Um, he hasn't allowed over three goals in his past I guess, what is it, five or six games now? So um, I thought it was actually a great coaching decision by Tippett to throw Koskinen in there after a 3-2 loss where Koskinen held them to two goals in regulation. should be enough to win against the Ottawa Senators. Um, so I just thought that was a good move by Tippett there.
7: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, I to mean, me, it was, we- it was a no-brainer. It's Koskinen's your backup. Skinner's, Skinner's going to be your third goalie next week when Smith get back, so... Uh, Costigan is going to play gave them a good game tonight uh, i know the one caller said he didn't like the third goal but third goal is a weird deflection off his own player that's that's not on the goaltender we saw the deflection kane made earlier tonight to score his goal on the uh, on the washington capital goaltender high deflections are hard because you're playing the puck and all of a sudden it changes direction Costigan has been very good in this stretch but the oilers are going to welcome getting mike smith back and hopefully They'll get the Mike Smith of last year and they'll be able to roll their goaltenders like they expected, with Smith playing two thirds of the games. All right, let's pop back to
2: Washington here. He was in on the game winner. Good game tonight, Zach Hyman.
5: let put off the gas pedal. How did you see your effort
2: tonight? Yeah, I mean it wasn't the the prettiest win,
9: that's for sure. But it wins a win, and it's against a really good Washington team. Uh, Washington team. So, you know, we're happy with the result. Uh, happy with the start. Finally getting you know first goal again. And uh, and you know, obviously didn't want them to come back in the game, but we were able to pull it through. This is a
5: team obviously looking to take the next step in terms of entering the upper echelon of the NHL clubs. Is this a type of game where you guys find a win? That defines the character of
9: this team and the ability to take that next step. I think so. I mean, I think, you know, it's a long season, it's the eighty-two game season. You have different moments in your season that I guess define your team. You don't really know them until later on. So, you definitely could be for sure. And Igi, uh, <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, it was a, it was a big important win for us to to get going on the All Star break. You know, feeling good about our game, and then when we come back, it's going to be a jam packed schedule.
5: Uh, did, did it play a factor that Ilya Samsonov played last night? You guys were looking to get him early. You guys did get to him early. Was that in the game
9: plan that he played. Yeah, I, I mean, I think just, you know, just as a team, we, we want shoot, to shoot more and get more pucks to the net, and it, especially the guy coming on a back-to-back, um, for sure. I think that uh, it was important uh, to get pucks on him, and uh, luckily a couple went in there.
5: Sorry, teammate uh, Nugent Hopkins. Right now, obviously a couple of big plays, one including yourself. Uh, how big was that for you guys to get it on the PK, especially with a guy like Nugent
9: Hopkins contributing in that fashion? Yeah, I mean he's he's awesome. He's a great player, great guy, and having a blast playing with him. I think we have some some really good chemistry, and we're on the ice together a lot, so it's been it's been really fun playing with him. And he's just you know so solid in all aspects of the game, and um, obviously a big night for him on the scoreboard. But even when he's when he's not on the scoreboard, he's doing all the right things. So uh, great to see him get awarded.
6: What's your approach going into that PK with, like, there's less than five minutes left there? Are you, are you thinking you could try to score short-handed, or is that just
9: something that happens during the process of, as you're going off? I mean, I think Nagy and I just, you know, I think we read off each other really well, and um, if there's an opportunity to go, you know, we go. But, I mean, it's defense first. Obviously, you're trying to defend, and uh, four minutes left in the game, you're not going out and trying to score a short-handed goal. But uh, I think we read off each other really well, and when the is there, we, we go, and we're able to get one there. Kane with another goal tonight. How is he anything with you guys putting on the Yeah, great. I mean, yeah, obviously. Um he scored a couple goals here already and uh, and physical, you know, I think that, we, you know, we have you know, a lot of guys who go and, and hit guys like he does, um, you know, getting in guys' faces he's tough and uh, I think he's just going to get better here as, as we go on here. He, it's, he hasn't played a game, you know, before these three in, in however long, right? So I think that you can just see, you know, what he's capable of and I think that he's going to just continue to grow and play great tonight and uh, definitely adds another element to our team.
5: Zach, the All Star break is like the unofficial halfway mark for a lot of clubs. How did you view the first half, and what can you guys maybe look to build on in the second
9: half? Yeah, I mean, a bunch of different ways you can look at it. We had an unbelievable start, Um, and then we got, you know, we faced some adversity, which I think is really important throughout a year. Uh, and I think now we're getting back to playing the way that we know we're capable of. So uh, adversity is really important. Uh, it's it's you, you want to face it during the year. season. You don't want to face it and not know what to do in the playoffs. So we're we're well aware of you know difficult times, and I think that we've we've come out a lot stronger. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks,
2: Okay, Zach Hyman gets an assist tonight as the Oilers beat Washington 5-3, as I call it, the come-from-ahead victory. They're up 3-0 early, Caps tied it. Oilers win it late to get their 23rd victory of the season. The Canadian soccer game now in the 89th minute. They're still up 1-0 on El Salvador and uh, Arizona being outshot 31-13 by the Flames not even seven minutes into the second period. They have tied it, though. That game is 2-2. We'll keep an eye on that one. 780 We have Dustin standing by. Dustin, thanks for calling. You're on with Robin Reed.
10: Hey, guys. I have a question. Although we didn't see Ovi play tonight, I've noticed year after year when the Capitals are on the power play, Ovi gets to sit alone in at the circle uninterrupted, and he gets that crossing pass to him, and that's one of his kill shots, and he buries it. Why is it year after year OB sits there uninterrupted while only after a couple of years the book is out on dry title and that uh, that play for our special teams has been kiboshed, but the Capitals still get to get that playoff season after season after season. What is their special team doing next question. that allows OB to keep getting that shot, but Leon has been denied.
2: Thank you. And, and we should point out it's clearly not working this year because the Capitals' power play coming in tonight was 15.5% uh, at, at 20. No, he has,
7: but, he, has but good question, he has scored a few goals on the PP from that spot because I've seen the highlights. Uh, one big reason, when the, now this is going to when the Capitals were successful on the power play, which has been more or less every year but this year, uh, they didn't force it. And they would go, okay, if he's not open, we're going to go back to Carlson, he's going to one-time it. Or we're going to give it to Kazutzenov, he's going to one-time it. Or Backstrom's going to make a, a play down to Oshi. So they would. They had so many weapons that if you took away the uh, Ovechkin one-timer, well, we're going to beat you some other way. So that's why he became... So then you would start having to cheat because they started beating you other ways and eventually Ovechkin would be open. For the Oilers, what was happening... Is they just kept trying to force it to dry side over and over and over again. And they just kept shutting it off and they didn't try other plays. There wasn't so the Oilers were just keeping the puck on the outside, passing, 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 then trying to go across the ice, it would be cut off. Whereas if the Oilers would start shooting, and we talk about it before the game, Reed and I, if you if they shoot from the point from Bouchard, that'll open up the cross scene because now the defenders got to come out and take away the Bouchard one shot if the, if newton hopkins starts shooting off the other side now you're gonna to have to come out that way and that's another guy you're gonna to have to take away so now it's gonna open up other options the Oilers just kept pressing and trying to do the same play over and over again because of that it was much easier to shut off whereas ovechkin there were so many different weapons that they said okay we'll just ovechkin won't shoot for the next two power plays finally you forget about him and that's when he burns you
2: yeah and I mean just looking back I mean they had Mike Green on that power play Uh, they got Carlson there now so you know good point man who can fire away from the point and and I think the the good thing about the Oilers goal today that McDavid attacked from that left side right and yes as we were talking about perhaps a bit of an unconventional goal but instead of getting that puck and then trying to give it back to Dreisaitl he drove it down low and tried to create something that way
7: and that's what you have to do, because it, the the others became one dimensional. they they just wanted that play. and I can understand why it was really, really good. But then they just kept trying to force it there. Um, when you're when you have a five on four, it, all five guys on the offensive side have to be uh, ready to score. They have to be a weapon. And if they're not as a defender, now you got to say, okay, here we can only cover four of them. okay, one guy's always going to be open. but if this guy here never shoots, Let's leave him alone, and let's just cover the four goal-scoring guys. And that's what happened with the Oilers. Of okay, well, this guy's not going to shoot, so let's just take away the pass. Where when the the good power plays, every guy is is in a, is a scoring threat. And I don't think that the Oilers at times are doing that. They have the ability to have all five guys be in scoring threats. And when they're do, playing well, that's what they were doing. Um, but it, it's it's funny, and, and I've said it many times too. And I agree with the caller. Everybody in the world knows what Ovechkin does and where he does it from, yet he still finds the, the puck there and he's still able to get it on net. That's just a mark of a great, great player. Brett Hall, the same thing. Always would shoot from the high slot, and you're like, okay, Brett, don't let Brett Hall shoot from here. Still had three shots a game from there and still scored 80 goals a season. It, uh, the great ones always find a way to get into the spot and get open, and then when they get their opportunity, they capitalize.
2: Okay, let's welcome Rob to the show as well. Rob, go ahead. Hey, how's it going, guys? Pretty good.
10: Hey, thanks for taking the call. Quickly on tonight's game, uh, you know, I was glad to see after the the Capitals tied up, the guys didn't fold, they, they kept coming back and then found a way to win. That was good. But uh, my thoughts aren't really on tonight's game. just got a question for what you guys think about. Uh, I'm really trying to figure out why Tippett and the coaching staff doesn't give Perlini some, some playing time. Coming out of... Uh, you know, preseason he had six, seven goals. I thought, why don't they give this guy a shot with Dry settle? He had three, and, three and four games. Yeah, three and four games in December, and his reward seems to be sitting in the press box. He, I mean, you've got, and this isn't a criticism, you know, session, but you've got at least half dozen guys. You know, Puljari, Fogle, uh, Yamamoto, Cassian, Shore, Ryan, they're really ripping it up, and yeah. most of those have spent at least some time in top six and Perlini hasn't, and he scored as much as some of those guys, and uh, I just I just don't get why they don't give this guy a shot rather than sitting in the press block.
2: Well, I think that's a good question. He was, uh, when was it, Rob? Was it Nashville he had a game up on the first line with McDavid for a while?
7: Uh, he did. No, he,
2: few... he, practiced, he practiced that week, but then he never played on, on the first I th- line. Yeah.
7: I thought he was up, though, with Leon or something. He was uh, He did get elevated He's been minutes.
2: moved in-game, I think. Yeah,
7: yeah um... You know, I, I agree. I, I think Perlini's got the ability. Uh, I, I think what they worry about him is consistency. Can he do it game in, game out? Uh, Long term, is he better than Puliyarvi? Is he better than uh, Yamamoto? Um, the organization doesn't believe so. He's a guy that's bounced around. Um, so most of the league doesn't think he's a top six player. But I, I agree that I'd love to have seen him get the opportunity. And when he's getting limited Chances, uh, he has put the puck in the net. I don't know outside of their top two or three if anyone below those guys can shoot like Perlini can. Um, he is a nice safety net for the Oilers that they, they can put in if they find, have injury problems later on. But uh, is he's not a guy that the Oilers management or coaching staff has playing ahead of the twelve guys that are playing right now.
2: Yeah, uh,
7: sorry. Go ahead. What? I said I, I see your point
10: uh, I, I, perfectly, but you made two points that I that I also say. Still, give this guy a shot. The consistency nope. thing. We have guys there that aren't. Yep. And uh, you say he, as you say, he has a good shot, and he takes that shot. So I would like. No, to-
7: I I agree. I, I've said I've said for a while that I'd love to have. You know, I just I'm looking uh, from the looking at what they're doing with him. They don't feel he's better than. Who do the Oilers have on left wing? They don't feel he's better than Fogel. They don't feel he's better than Yamamoto or Pugliarvi. Uh I don't. You, you're not going to play him on their fourth line because their fourth line they want guys that are going to penalty kill. Well, so he doesn't penalty kill. So for Perlini to play and get significant minutes, he would probably have to be a top six guy. And I don't think that the Oilers believe he is that. Now, well,
2: he, he's been hurt, and and I I totally understand with some of the names that you're you're mentioning, Rob, with caller Rob. But he mm-hmm. also has been hurt by Kane coming to the team and Hyman Hopkins oh, sure. getting healthy. Yeah, so well,
7: same as Benson. I mean, those guys... Yeah, same with Benson. Yeah, they're not so going to play that, no
2: more. I, I guess if I were to kind of think for Dave Tippett, they're looking at who they want on the fourth line and they've decided they want Shore and Ryan in and then kind of Cassian and Fogle have been down there the last couple of games. It is a good question. I mean, when you see Perlini fire the puck, though, and go on these little streaks, you're kind of like... Uh, like he couldn't have played one game on the road trip or you couldn't have <laughs> thrown him in against the Canadians or something like that? Well, like, yeah, I think but, that's a fair question.
7: Yeah, oh, it's absolutely fair, and I would love to have seen it, but uh, he, Kane, the Kane signing more or less has signed the end of Perlini's chances with the Oilers, unless there's a bunch of injuries. And again, he doesn't penalty kill. Shore and Ryan are going to play ahead of him because they're penalty killers.
2: All right, get more on this game on 630 chetcom or globalnews.ca. Our next game broadcast for the Oilers is Tuesday. It's going to get really busy. They're hosting Vegas on Tuesday, 5.30 face-off show, game at 7 here on 6.30, Chad. Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. All have inside sports from 6 to 8. We've been in the Friesen Brothers Broadcast Center. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins and Kellen Kennedy as well. Thanks to him, our studio producer. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers take it 5-3 in Washington. Have a good night.